Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Biden, by the way, just a little bit ago, touting his Bidenomics in a big speech. No comment on the Hunter Biden charges. And joining us now is Steve Moore, who is, of course, right on uh, after Larry Kudlow on Saturdays on WABC. More money, which we love, a great economist. Uh, Steve, great to have you here. Where, First off, where is this strike headed? Because this could be devastating if it happens. Hi, John. Well, the latest as of an hour ago is these sides are not near uh, a negotiated settlement. Now, what the uh, what the uh, big three auto companies are asking for is somewhere between a 30 and 40% increase in their salary over three years, given how high inflation is, maybe, maybe they may deserve that. But then, John, and I'm confused about whether this is an addition to that, they also want to be paid 40 hours a week for a 32-hour week, work week, which is, you know, if my math is right, another, you know, 10, 20 percent increase in, in their salary. So uh, they're asking for a lot. On the other hand, Rita, you know, workers have gotten screwed by Bidenomics, where most union workers over the last couple of years have lost money due to inflation. Yeah, and and it just came out the other day that for three years in a row, Americans uh, their salaries have yep. gone down. It's like well, let me ask you one question. It's uh, yeah, uh, Ford was reporting. How much money they were losing on electric vehicles? Yeah, uh, for two quarters in a row, in a row they yep. lost over four billion dollars. Yeah, and General Motors has never broken it down. Well, good point, John. And and incidentally, the federal government is providing subsidies to these companies to. So I don't know if that loss number that you just cited includes the money that they're getting from the United States government, which is crazy because well, what, you know, what Ford did them billions of dollars instead of bu- all of- yeah, when, what Ford yeah. did instead of building electric vehicles, they now went to uh, what do you call it? Uh, a hybrid, hybrid. hybrid vehicles, hybrids. Yeah, hi- hybrids are actually popular. Look, I went out for you know I have one hundred sixty thousand miles of my cars. A couple weeks ago, went to a new car showroom and looked at the lots, and you know it's so amazing. They had hundreds and hundreds of electric vehicles, but they didn't have many at all of the old-fashioned gas cars, which is what I want. And by the way, I'm pro-choice. If people want to buy an electric car, you know, God love them, go ahead and do it. But I think these auto companies, John, are making a big mistake trying to force-feed people cars that they don't want to buy. Steve, it's uh, it's Richard Weinberg. I think the problem isn't so much that the car companies are trying to force people to do it. It's the government and their mandates and their indirect regulations that are compelling the car companies to to do it. And but I have to say, I think they're both at fault here. So the government is basically pushing them, you know, pushing these uh, you know uh, electric vehicles down their throats. But the car companies just kind of thrown in the towel. Make electric vehicles are important. And, and GM have basically said, we're going to stop making regular cars. You know, only, you know, between 5 and 10% of the cars that are sold right now are electric vehicles. You know, if you look at the polling, 
well over 60% of Americans say they don't want an electric vehicle. So how do you how do you sell cars to people that they don't want? Yeah, and by the way, Steve, did you see this? Uh, it's been making a lot of headlines that um, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, cops had to be called. I saw um, that. Yes, yeah, because her staffer was using a gas-powered oh, uh, car to hold an EV charging spot. <laughs> you can't make it up. It's, it's an amazing, it's a hilarious story. Whoever did the advance for So Jennifer Granholm, for people who don't follow the story, Story. She was, you know, had all the media with her. She was trying to show all the virtues of buying an electric vehicle. Well, guess what? Uh, she practically ran out of juice on her car and they couldn't find anywhere to fill up, you know, to get a, uh, you know, a, a charge for their car. So they asked the, one of her, her aides to go pe- park the gas car in the stall for the electric vehicles and people started complaining, say, hey, get out of here. This is just an electric vehicle. I mean, the whole thing was just a, a PR disaster <laughs> for Jennifer Granholm. Yeah. You can't make it up. Ed Cox. Yeah. How about, how about California? It's not just the federal government, but California is, is, uh, yeah. is requiring electric vehicles. Yeah. Does that mean that the whole uh, automobile manufacturing industry has to have California be the, the, the tail that wags the total dog in the country? Well, that's great. Point. I think that's something that's going to be sorted out by the courts about whether the look, I think the answer should be, uh, look, cars are essential to interstate commerce, right? Cars and trucks. So for one state to say, oh, you have to make cars only one way. No, I think that is a, I think the courts should strike that down. By the way, they also it's they're such idiots in California. They want to get rid of um, diesel for trucks. Well, how are you going to run a two, you know, a one truck, ton truck? Uh, carrying huge heavy cargo with an electric battery. I mean, it doesn't even work. It is insane. By the way, uh, you had a big column out also, uh, Steve. We love your columns. And you talked about the poverty index. And you called him the poverty president, this president. president. Yeah. Yeah. So explain your your double P's. Uh, Well, this is just a tragic story. You know, I mean, and and you just announced that Biden gave his big speech. uh, Just what? an hour ago saying how wonderful Bidenomics is. And I'm like, well, for what country is he talking about? Because the poverty rate, uh, it was just announced Tuesday, went up by one of the biggest increases in poverty ever in the history of the country. And the child poverty rate doubled. So you've got more poor people. The median income fell. How in the world, Rita, is that good news? How can you celebrate this terrible news? Meanwhile, gas prices are going up by another 50 cents a gallon. Inflation is going back up. How, what? Somebody show me where the success is in Bidenomics. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, and in fact, uh, Hispanic poverty rate twenty percent. I was seeing African American yeah. poverty rate eighteen uh, percent. I mean, these are these are yeah, huge Rita, numbers. Rita, you know what's so uh, you know heartbreaking to me? In two thousand nineteen, towards the tail end of Trump's presidency, we had the lowest poverty rate ever, ever recorded in American history, and the lowest poverty rate for Black Americans, Hispanic Americans, women, any other group you want to uh, to look at. We lowered the poverty rate, and now it's going straight up. Yeah, really sad for everybody. Well, uh, Steve Moore, we love you. Keep us posted also on the UAW strike too and everything because that an that deadline. Thing, yeah. You know, I, I hope I hope they don't go on strike, but boy, they're far apart right now. Yeah, absolutely. More money, everybody, on Saturdays, of course, <laughs> on WABC. We love you, Steve. Thank you. Okay, Thank you, guys. Steve. Have a great time. Bye.